And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast Wednesday edition. Uh, good times. We got a lot to cover, uh, so I'd like to jump right in. Introduce you to our friend, Brandon Marianne Lee. Yo, 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 yo. hey It's almost Thanksgiving. Get the stuff in. Our other friend, Christopher DiVaccaro. <laughs> DiVaccaro now. Yeah, awesome. Uh, four <laughs> weeks to go before the fantasy playoffs start, at least in all my leagues. And uh, it is officially crunch time, and the pressure is on. So let's make the playoffs here. Let's go. You say four weeks, meaning weeks 11, 12, 13, and 14 are regular season, yeah. and then 15. Yeah, all right. Just great make job, sure Nando. You figured that one out. Well, yeah. Good job, buddy. I'm just clarifying for everyone listening. Maybe listen to the show later or something, yeah? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, actually, on that note, uh, I wanted to get in right off the top. I mean, there's there's some news. You know, Cordell Patterson's iffy. We'll get into that a little bit um, when we get into the uh, the Wayne Gallman part. But the one guy who's been sticking in my mind, and because this finger injury is kind of messing it up a little bit, but Elijah Mitchell, who's kind of just, you know, Every, I think every everybody who was doing a show on here was telling people break the bank on Elijah Mitchell early on, and then there was a little lull of disappointment, mm-hmm. and now he's just paying off big time, and he's been uh, almost like a Damian Williams, whatever year that was, like 2017 revelation. Um, <clears throat> the finger's messing things up, but Brandon, let me start with you. Elijah Mitchell, rest of season. Uh, I, we got to incorporate this finger issue, but uh, like, how big can he be for your stretch run and into the playoffs and the championship? I've been huge on him. I was almost too high on him, frankly, where I was like, you know, taking him up a lot of people like, oh, no, what about that? I, I think I feel really good about him. Obviously, last week, you know, wasn't the greatest. Again, we got this injury here. But I think that the three weeks prior, right, 19.7, 22.7, 12.9 in terms of full point PPR. Um, I think that's what we that I think is the range of outcomes when he's healthy. I think he's a, a at least double digit up to 20 some points kind of guy and right now at the running back position that is just golden i don't know how you could look at this any other way and i mean they're talking like oh he might play this week with a fracture i've never heard anyone with a fractured finger a running back at least i think a couple wide receivers i think des bryant did it one week a while ago but i don't remember a fractured finger on a sunday letting a guy play again on a sunday basically. what i don't like about that is fumble or on a Monday issues or whatever. yeah sorry go yeah ahead. yeah but the whole the, the whole point here right is that the fumble issue because he can hold the ball a different way. I mean, you know, and, and actually there's a, an argument to be made that as a wide receiver, you need those fingers to catch, yeah. right? So, but I think that the fumble issue could be a thing. I'd love for him to sit out, frankly, at Jacksonville um, so he can just get that better. I don't think this is a major thing, but it is something to keep an eye on. But in, cer- in terms of like rest of season, I feel pretty good about it. And Jeff Wilson coming back doesn't seem to have made much of an impact. Vicaro, where are you? I know you like Elijah Mitchell. Where are you in terms of like loving Elijah Mitchell for the rest of the year? Oh, I mean, listen, 27 carries. They want to, you know, every game establish the run. They're, uh, you know, you saw that this past Monday night. 
Um, I think as an Elijah Mitchell owner, we were hoping to get more out of him in the passing game like we saw the week before that. Um, you know, it looked like he was going to start seeing more targets. So he can obviously catch the ball and add to his point total. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, you get 27 carries, you turn it into, you know, nine fantasy points. Uh, it doesn't do much, you know, when you don't get in the end zone and you don't contribute in the passing game. The prior weeks before that, you know, the numbers were big and it was great. And, and he was RB1 territory. I think for the rest of the season now incorporating uh, Jeff Wilson coming back into this offense, stealing 10 touches, um, you know, I'd, I'd have him as a low-end RB2. And the finger injury, I don't know what to think of it. I really don't. Um, you know, you don't want to hear that, but the matchup is good versus Jacksonville. Uh, for me, you know, I don't, I don't, I still haven't seen what hand the broken finger is on. I mean, there have I, been no details. Really. No I, de- I guess they yeah. don't want to, they want to hide that. But for me, I would think like, all right, this isn't that big of a deal that the fantasy industry has been making of it yesterday. I mean, just wrap it up, put it in a splint, uh, wrap the two fingers together and just run with the ball in the other hand. I, I mean, I, I, that sounds simple. It, it, right? it, I mean, it, to me it does, but I guess, you know, I'm not a running back in the NFL the last time I checked. So, I think he's out there. I, I highly doubt that a uh, NFL player is going to miss a uh, a game with a broken finger. And um, you know, I expect uh, Eli Mitchell to keep rolling and be in a solid high end RB two. Yeah, some- it feels almost okay. weird to even talk about this without any details. Mm. Right, right. Like I feel like you know, I could find out. Like, oh my gosh, this broken finger is like a massive, massive deal. Is it a thumb? I mean, it- that would be more concerning, I guess, if it's a yeah. thumb. How are are they going to wrap this hand? I mean, I don't know, but they're acting like it's NBD, but like, is it? I don't, I, you know, so it feels a little bit pre- presumptuous. Obviously, this is a big deal. It's a big deal. But if it's not, he is uh, someone that you're actually glad you spent your fab money on. And a lot of us, I actually got him for like a reasonable price at the beginning of the season. Really? I actually didn't. Yeah. After I week one? Yeah. When everybody yeah, blew yeah, their bank on him, like, Eli okay, Mitchell, you got him yeah, cheap? I, I think I spent like 20%, 25 maybe max. Oh, I mean, listen, in the high stakes community, that was the talk of week one after, uh, you know, that first week when um, Mozart went down and Mitchell blew up and people threw 90% at him uh, right off the bat, 900, 950 out of a thousand bids. And it looked yeah. like everybody fell on their face because then he missed a couple games. He was in it, you know, he was um, not effective in, the, in another one. It looked bad. Came out of the bye week and it everybody started finally cashing in their shares of, of what they paid for, uh, and and now I think uh, I think he'll be fine rest of the way. I think people get their money's worth. Chris, I think you're. I mean, you're if you're low end RB two. I'm not as worried about Jeff Wilson, I guess, as you are. I I, I thought you might have said high end. I mean, it doesn't matter. You started. I didn't say low you know, end RB two. I said high end RB two. Did you? I thought you said low end RB two. No. I mean, All Jeff right. Wilson did get 10 carries, but that was kind of the pace of the game. Yeah, it's a blowout, right? It was a blowout. Yeah. So, like, Yeah, I but are they just I, I incorporating like an... him now? Was that, like, just to get his feet wet a little bit? Is this going to be now more where Jeff Wilson, you know, is like maybe are they in a 60-40 split? I thought Jeff Wilson looked pretty damn good uh, on his carries that he got. Watch this be a Trey Sermon week now that everybody's... No, it won't be a Trey Sermon week. No, no. Let me... You know what? An interesting segue there i want to bring up wayne gallman now i was going to save him for later but 
you know how we don't have any real clarity on Jeff Wilson might have been used this way, that way? Yeah. Um, Arthur Smith was was not messing around when he, he was asked about Wayne Gallman. And maybe this is coach speak, but Josh Kendall had a story up uh, yesterday, I think. Uh, maybe it was earlier in the week. Anyway, here's the quote. No one should read much into Wayne Gallman's 15 carries, his highest total since joining the Falcons earlier this year. Despite rushing for a team-high 55 yards, Gallman remains the team's number three back behind Cordell Patterson and Davis. That was clear by how Smith explained Gallman's workload. We know we have to play Thursday, so that's why you saw a heavy dose of backup quarterback job. Well, this is in parentheses. Of Rosen and Gallman and the other guys, Smith said. Uh, so basically, and we don't know, Cordell Patterson is, is iffy. I'm going on the assumption he's not going to play. But um, if he doesn't, uh, does, I mean, do Arthur Smith's quotes here make you feel like there's going to be more Mike Davis and not really like he just made it sound like yeah Wayne Gallman <laughs> we just used him because you know we had to we didn't want anyone important to get injured Brandon right I mean like, or, or is yeah. he just coach speaking like we're we've been fooled before I don't think we have any evidence either direction for Wayne Gallman like I don't I'll, we have no evidence that they're going to rely on him in any reliable way based off of his usage prior to last week. And last week was such a blowout that I I could see that as reality. The problem is it doesn't matter because even when Mike Davis does get the carries, he's not effective. So it's kind of a a moot point. I think it's probably going to be more of a share. I don't think it's going to be 100% Mike Davis because he and Cordero Patterson are not the same player, to say the least. Uh, So I think that there will be uh, participation. I think it comes down to, can you trust this Arizona offense? And without Calvin Ridley there, without Cordero Patterson there, all they're going to do is key in on covering Kyle Pitts. And then there's no way that either of these dudes are going to get valuable carries inside a red zone because how are they going to get there? Uh, And so the, the problem is, how much upside is there? None for either player. So... Uh, I would love for people to have backups. If there's one dude that I feel like I would rely on, it might be Mike Davis, but I still think both of them are going to be in like the 8 to 12 point range max. I don't think there's any upside. None. They're not going to get in the end zone. Could you imagine going into the year, you know, like week two of preseason, being like my running backs are Mike Davis and Gus Edwards, and I feel fantastic about this. And now look at us. No, I can't. Um, but that's probably what your team. Uh, I have a couple. I mean, I don't know for sure if I had a both. What I think a disaster! I had both on a teams. Oh, hey, listen, <laughs> right? quick and update. Cal- Anyone Calvin feel good Ridley? about hey, Mike quick Davis update. at the beginning Nando, of the season? The team that we spoke about on air like three weeks ago that was like zero and six, zero and seven, and I said I wanted a weekly update. And then, yeah. like, what's the record now? Are we zero and ten? We're, yeah, we got. When I say we, I mean I, I have no affo- affiliation with this team. I just want that to be public. No, this is uh, this is. It's called actually Nando and Chris's awesome team. <laughs> it has no affiliation. <laughs> I don't even know what platform you're on. Is it still winless? Oh yeah, big time. Yes, yes. Although this might be our week. This might be our week. Uh, Brandon's in this league, by the way. Oh yeah, Brandon. Here's the- Brandon Nando's rocking an zero and ten team. That is that is correct. Yes, really. I love it. This is. I I want so, nothing more than to you for you to have an zero and fourteen team, Nanda. Thank you, Fred. And that's really kind it. of you. <laughs> uh, there are six of us that are at five and five in this league. It's actually pr- pretty competitive league, but it, it is a it's wild. Like mm-hmm. it, it, this week is going to be determining like a big swing as to who goes up and who goes down. And I down, feel that so. way, Brandon. I feel that in a lot of leagues, this is such a, I mean, they're all big weeks. I, I guess I, I don't want to understate that, but it just, it's like a huge swing week now. 
You know, like yeah. if you're the six and four team, do you go back to six and five and and you miss out on the playoffs or you're in trouble missing play? Or do you take that next step forward and get to seven and four or, you know, like there's all these different scenarios, but it feels like, you know, every week just gets bigger and bigger. So uh, back to your point, Nando. Brandon's in a good spot. She got $55 of fab left. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I Well, the thing is, is that when I'm six and four in leagues right now, I'm third or fourth in the entire league. So yeah. that's the thing. Like, no one, I mean, there are very few super dominant teams right now because of the injuries. Yeah, I feel that. Okay. I feel so that it's at, like, I am six and four in a ton of leagues, and I think to myself, oh, I'm so mediocre. But then I look at it, I'm like, I'm third in the league. Like, I, I'm actually okay. I wonder if you that's know, because of points. the Derrick Henry. Um, it, you know, I, I wonder if that was like the Derrick Henry teams got off to such huge starts. Now they're coming back to the pack a little bit. Um, but I, I know I, I agree with you. I look around all my leagues. There's very few ten. And, there, there aren't any ten and O teams or nine and one teams dominating. It's it's very like seven and three. Maybe you get a couple eight and two first place teams. But other than that, it is very middle of the packish. I think it's because there's a lot of volatility with stud players. Like let's talk about Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. right? Because he had this amazing week, but before that he's just been trashing people for four weeks, right? So everyone's like, ugh. You know, um, Travis Kelsey is another one. People really spent up on him mm-hmm. and it's just been like a, a roller coaster ride. And so the thing is is that these studs with these roller coasters is the same for the people that are playing them, yeah. right? We got Aaron Rodgers, who also gets COVID, goes out, comes mm-hmm. back, and you're like, who is this person? Russell Wilson coming back too quickly. There's all of these people, you know, and it's 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 everyone's team <laughs> reflects the NFL right now. The NFL has been wild, so everyone's fantasy teams are wild. It's it's fascinating. And this is why you don't give up. Now, maybe if you're zero and ten, it's a little <laughs> I'm not giving up. Actually, <laughs> tough, but, this is, but this is the best lineup I've had know. all year. I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, oh, this is, you know what? This isn't bad. I could win. Let's hear it real quick. Yeah. Let's hear it real quick. I want to hear how good it is. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, and now on to my team. Yes. I don't think it's bad. Are there four, so there are 14 teams? Wait, are there 14 teams? 14. You're Let's in a 14 yes. team league? I don't know. Chris, I was born into 14 teams. Oh, leagues. my God. I was doing 14 team leagues when you were still talking about 12 team leagues. <laughs> yeah, sure. When you were still doing 10s. Uh, but yes, it's 14 teams. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, mm-hmm. da- my quarterback, Daniel Jones. He's back. Uh, <laughs> Devontae Adams, Robbie Anderson, and Kenny Galladay all at wide receiver. Oof. Josh Jacobs and Eli Mitchell at running back. Okay. And then uh, Kyle Pitts at tight end and Darren Waller and Flex. Wow. That's not an 0 10 team, Nando. I mean, I your receivers Thank suck, you. obviously. Then, you know, besides Devontae Adams and Robbie Anderson and Galladay obviously killed you. I don't know who you were filling in for them. I got Antonio Brown. I got Antonio Brown. I got Marquez Valdez Scantling. 
Klaus, and you had Antonio Brown all that time. I mean, you were probably getting killed with Robbie Anderson and Galladay, but you were probably filling them in with Robbie Anderson. And uh, I just picked up Robbie Anderson last week. Oh, well, someone dropped him. So listen, I I thought I was going to hear a lot worse than that, but anyway, yeah, it was just had a a lot of bad luck. I've lost a lot of people to injury. Do you want to hear my kicker and defense? I do not. Let's move on. All right. All right, let's move on. Uh, I want, actually, let's talk streaming quarterbacks. I, I oh, that, you know what? That's a great idea, Nanda, because I, that was what I wanted to say before we went to the break was uh, I think the, the reason why scores are so low, actually the reason why, the quarterback position in fantasy has been absolutely brutal two weeks in a row now. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's tough. I, I mean, we got to break this trend. But, you know, the, sure, there'll be that one or two quarterbacks that have a big week like Pat Mahomes did this past week and Dak was pretty good. But the week before that, I mean, these two guys weren't good. So it's like Stafford's been bad two weeks in a row. Lamar Jackson this past week, no good. We're getting such inconsistent play from some of the biggest fantasy quarterbacks that I think that's why when I look across my leagues these last two weeks, they've been the most unpredictable and the most head-scratching two weeks of the season. And that needs to turn around pretty quick. I got a wild theory about that. Uh-oh. Let's hear it. I'll share it off air. No, it's, no, I think I, it's no, Aaron no, Rodgers. No, no, no. You can't tell the crowd that and then share it off air. I, I want to hear it. I think this Aaron Rodgers thing is split locker rooms. And I think, you know, coincides with the whole Rodgers thing. Last two weeks have been a disaster. I just think there's a lot of locker rooms that are like, he's right, and a bunch of people who are like, he's wrong. And then, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, you should have you kept bad, this right? off the air. No, you should have kept that off the air. That was terrible. <laughs> no, I think it makes... All right, you tell me why. That it's was just absolute, all of a sudden. That was ridiculous. You tell me why all of a sudden weeks nine and ten, just all of a sudden everybody sucks. I don't have an answer for that, but right. I know that your answer. I know that your answer isn't the reason why quarterbacks and fantasy are struggling. Is because locker rooms are divided on the Aaron Rodgers situation. I mean, it's not just the quarterbacks. I mean, there are a lot of drops. You know, people could just be unmotivated because of this. You know, I don't want to play for this guy, this unvaccinated <laughs> jerk. No. Anyway, let's go. Let's go on to the next thing. The, the streamers I want to talk about specifically were Jimmy Garoppolo versus Mac Jones versus Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Newton's got the Washington football team. They've given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, Mac Jones has the Falcons, who have given up the second most points. And Jimmy Garoppolo has just kind of you know, been hot. Um, I, I've got, I had questions. Like, this is born out of people asking me, you know, who should I stream? Uh, Brandon, either any of those three jump out at you? Uh, would you order them in a certain way? Is it just kind of like throw them up in the air, see where they land? How are you approaching this? Yeah, so I think my... I think my number one person might be Cam Newton. All right. Bold. I'm going to bring that in here. Say say it like you mean it, Brandon. Because I think that he is going to be looking to run in some touchdowns. So I think that he's going to have a pretty high floor. They did a lot of that with Sam Darnold early on, too. And this is a, a guy who doesn't run. Basically. Correct. So I think that he has probably the most upside. I like where Mac Jones is going in terms of like he could be a guy moving forward. Certainly, if if this was a dynasty show, we'd have a lot more conversations about where he's going versus, you know, all the like Justin Fields and and Trey Lance hype that happened. And that is, you know, sometimes slow and steady wins the race. And I think that that's interesting here. So I'm fine with him. I picked up actually Mac Jones in the 14 person league we were just discussing um, because I have Kyler Murray. And um, I just what a, <laughs> what a disaster that's been lately. Woof. Um, which which uh, this is a 
not no one likes to talk about the leagues, but I do want to say it. This is why you need to know your league settings. This is a league where you can't pick up people um, off of uh, free agency ever. You always have to put in a waiver. Mm-hmm. And two weeks ago, I was just convinced that Kyler and, and DeAndre Hopkins are going to make it. Um, and they didn't. And I got whacked. And I went from, I think, fourth place in the league to 10th oh. in two weeks. You have both of these, them? Yeah. I had both oh. of them, and I got just whacked. You didn't have anybody to fill so anyway, in for DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, I did. I did have someone. Um, no, that's what happened is that I had almost everyone on by. I, and I didn't look. I, it was my fault. It was totally my fault. And I woke up, and I, th- I totally miscalculated what was going on. And then I was like, oh, my God, the only person I had to play was on Thursday night. And it was just ridiculous. So anyway, this is why you always know your league settings, people, and get it together. But um, yeah, so that's how I feel about the the quarterback situation is that I think that Cam Newton has a very strong possibility of becoming the kind of fantasy quarterback that we enjoyed uh, vintage Cam Newton with just running it in at the goal line, especially because that actually helps Christian McCaffrey a little bit. Uh, I know that that seems antithetical to what I'm saying here, but I think that they do want to make sure he stays healthy, Christian McCaffrey. So I think they're going to, they're going to make both of them kind of balance in terms of what they do at the goal line. And I like that. So I think that he's an interesting play. He's the one that I would go for for upside and for slow and steady wins the race. I go Mac Jones. I think everybody's getting a little, um, you know, overconfident with Mac Jones. Uh, I, I think he is what he is. I think he'll be, a, you know, a 225 and one or two touchdowns each week. I think everything. I think the game this past week is fresh in everyone's mind, and he played great. The kid, he's a game manager, in my opinion. So, for this instance, it's definitely Cam Newton. It's Cam Newton way above the other two uh, for that running ability that he brings to the table. I think he shot. He, I think he uh, brings a, a you know a big shot in the arm to this team and this offense. You could see it with him and. Robbie Anderson in the press conference after the team has, you know, brought him back and, and welcomed him with open arms. I think you see this Carolina team get back on the right path here and, and you know, get moving. And offensively with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, McCaffrey fully healthy again, it looks like. I think Carolina could go on a little bit of a streak here uh, with Cam Newton as their quarterback uh, leading the locker room and this team on the field. Are you too worried at all that um, I mean PJ Walker was good um, that he'll he'll do some series and no. you know Cam will finish like if he I mean all right, that's it no you don't think so no <laughs> I could see him playing like two or three series no, for the coach to come out up. no for the coach to come out and say you know we're going into practice this week preparing Cam to be the starter uh, you know Walker goes right back to being the backup this is Cam Newton's team now you you could just get that vibe and the way they reacted yeah. when he scored and and like I said the post-game press conference doing it with his teammates Th- this is Cam Newton's team again he's a veteran he's that dynamic personality that the team draws to there's no way they're keeping Cam Newton on the side over there on the sideline yeah I mean and he had a good completion percentage but he's still yet to throw a touchdown who? I mean, well, I mean they, took, they took like three away from him at the goal line. Who are we talking no, that's about? That's true. But I mean, PJ Walker. PJ Walker. No. And so there's just, I, I don't think there's any, there's not enough here to be above Cam Newton, especially based on the history and the connection and everything else. So, I mean, is it possible? Sure, anything's possible. But I, I don't, I do not think it's likely. He wasn't like lighting it up. Mm-hmm. For the record, before I get texts from Vaquero, uh, this is not, I was not, that's not my theory. I'm asking. 
It's out there. That's what all. theory? What are you talking it's about? Usually, well, when you're like, oh, I can't believe you said that PJ Walker was no, going to get you were back on the Rodgers thing again. No, no, I no but I do have a theory no, about no, why no, Cam Newton's not, being I'm, embraced. I wouldn't get on you for the PJ Walker thing. Right. I mean, listen, the kid, right. the guy threw sure. 29 passes this past week. It's, I just think going forward, listen, they, how much money did they? I think they just gave Cam Newton 10 million dollars. I mean, that's the answer right there. You you don't bring in Cam Newton, give him $10 million for the rest of the season, and go, here, here's the clipboard. This is P.J. Save Walker's team. Yeah. I just meant a couple drives here and there, that's all, just to shake uh, things up a little no. bit. It seemed like it worked they well. They might. Right. I mean, but that doesn't matter because he's not going to get any of the valuable touches within right. the red zone. That's right. my thing. Like, okay, yeah, sure, they could put him in the middle. I, I, Again, I'm not going to totally poo-poo it, but I just don't think it's going to be relevant from a fantasy perspective. And it's not like, you know, Cam's known for, like, slinging it around, and that's what we're going to be looking for anyway. So if they give it to Walker every once in a while, do some, like, different plays, put people in, take them out, whatever. You know, and they need to have Walker, right? Because there's anyone could get hurt, right? And certainly Cam Newton has a history of, of injuries now. And so – they need him. It's not like he's, you know, they're tossing out the baby with the bathwater here. But, you know, I just think that he's the leadership. And the plain fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the team is five and five. Um, the, the the Bucks are only six and three. You know, I mean, we act and like there's no great. whatever. They don't, they don't look invincible at all. No. So no, I think they're a making a push here. This past week, Tampa Bay and what they did off of the bye. But... Poor yeah, Chris. if anyone was left in their Eliminator League, it's over. I was going to say, Chris's uh, survivor section every week is just looking grimmer and grimmer. <laughs> no, I mean, I won again scary. somehow with, with Survivor. Um, but, I mean, I know because I'm in a lot of different Survivor Leagues, just the number of teams that have been wiped out of these leagues the last two weeks. It's crazy, and that's all the upsets. Look at the upsets that just happened this past week. Arizona getting smoked. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers tie. That eliminates you in Survivor Leagues. Um you know, and then the Tampa Bay loss in Washington. That was three big teams that people were in on. My survivor pick was Dallas, luckily. I survived in, in my two biggest um, ones. But um, it's it's getting pretty grim out there in Survivor. This is going to be over pretty soon. Yeah, and I, I think it's, it's intriguing because we know that either the Cardinals or the Rams are going to be one of the wild cards. Right, unless they both completely kaput, which last week definitely threw some question marks out there. But they're eight and two and seven and three. That looks really good, right? We know the Cowboys are probably going to win their division. Okay, great. The Packers are probably going to win theirs. Great. But then it's the NFC South that probably is going to have the second wild card. So even if they don't knock off the Bucks, if they can get, maintain a thing, I mean, they're they want to go playoff bound. This is not a team that was going you know lightly in here. They were like, listen, if we didn't have Darnold, we would be maybe the top of the division right mm-hmm. now. That's what they're thinking. So I think this Cam Newton thing has legs from fantasy and real football, and I, I think that's intriguing. I, I think they Let's get go, in. Uh, oh, I think they could get in there, Carolina, in that seventh seed. Yeah. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. where they'll be looking at and heading. Um, you're, you're right. I still think Tampa Bay wins this division. I could see the Saints just falling off the map. I still don't believe in the Saints, and I am shocked about what the Rams did again on Monday night. I was on them big. I am on them big for the season. I I bet I, I think I went in last week and midweek, you know, once they made the, the Von Miller and Beckham moves, I said, that's it. I'm putting all the chips in again. I bet them again to win the NFC. I bet them again to win the Super Bowl. I bet Stafford <laughs> to win the MVP. I bet, I, I, wait, I mean, I bet the Rams to finish with the most regular season wins. I bet the Rams to win the NFC West. I mean, every way you could bet the Rams, 
midweek last week, I did, and then they came out and laid an egg to a Niners team that just I just watched get smoked by an Arizona team the previous week on the same field by a Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins-less Cardinals team. So the NFL is wild right now. This is why we love it. Sometimes it works out for us. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't know what's up with this Rams team, but I still believe in them. And I think they come out of the bye week looking like a Super Bowl contender. The only time Kyle Shanahan can really be fabulous is against the Rams. Yeah, he owns McVay. Yeah. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. That's Weird. what he does. Whatever. Well, good luck to you, Chris. I'm... Oh, thank oh you. go ahead. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. Good luck no, to you and your say, own I'm ten concerned. team. Nanda. Yeah. You. you don't mean that, but thank you. I'm concerned about this ankle thing with Daryl Henderson. Um, I, th- I I think this this might actually have um, legs. Uh, th- they're not mentioning it anymore. But remember, he went out, went in, you know, one not two weeks ago, and then like last week. I, I wonder if something funky is going on there. I'd, I I'm hoping that we can get a little bit of a bounce Hold back. Hold your Sunny Michelle shares. That... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had to make some decisions because I I needed to pick some people up, and I had uh, Sunny Michelle, and I was like, I'm not I'm not letting him go. I can't. No, Henderson's just, always you know. just one of those guys that's just banged up. He's nicked up in and out of the lineup. Always, I mean, this past week it was a concussion more than you know, n- more than the ankle. Uh, it was ribs earlier, right? Yeah, it's always just something with him because yeah. he yeah, runs even hard. Before the concussion, it looked a little funky. The concussion concern, it looked a little funky. I, I, I think this is interesting. They need to kind of like get straight here. Um, it, it's going to be a good time for their buy. Yeah, I okay, agree like with that. It's the perfect time for their the buy. You're right, Brandon. It yeah. really is. It's, certain teams hit their buy at the wrong time. The Rams hitting it perfectly just because they need to regroup. After we get that Robert Woods bombshell on Friday and then Beckham comes in basically same time. Now these two weeks they need to be able to get Beckham in the playbook, incorporate him into the offense, and I and I think that – I. I think Beckham's going to play a huge role in this offense. He's going to be a serviceable fantasy wide receiver two, three in, in this uh, Rams offense once they come out of the bye. And their schedule is great. Their schedule still remains great, uh, you know, rest of the season. Absolutely. For fantasy purposes, it's going to be great. And I think that Henderson getting that rust, ankle, shoulder, concussion, whatever, like just get it done, take a week off. I, I'm I'm still in on Henderson going forward, but it definitely looked funky town. Mm-hmm. Let, let's uh let's you know I want to hit the Giants. So here's here's what we got left on the rundown. There's a bunch. I want to talk Giants wide receivers. We obviously got to talk Dante Foreman. Um, mm-hmm. some some interesting most added, most dropped players. I actually wanted to bring up Antonio Brown. Uh, you know I was mess. I was thinking, yeah, but I mean he like there's as you as you said, Chris, four weeks left. Probably not playing this week, but they're three after that, and then the playoffs. I don't know about that. I, mean, maybe he's, uh... I don't know about that. I mean, that's a big one for me, especially. I- I'm waiting to see. Let's see what happens Thursday, Friday, if he gets back on the practice field. It would look like he was trending towards getting on the practice field. He was working off to the side last Thursday and Friday. Maybe they gave him the extra week off. The problem is, is it's a Monday night play. So if you don't want to miss out on the Antonio Brown start, you're going to have to back yourself up maybe with a Tyler Johnson or look on the giant side with like a Slayton or, a, you know, maybe even an Evan Ingram if you put Brown in what your flex Kenny spot. Kenny Galladay is not sitting on your waiver wire, Nando, unless you're in a crap league. Um, oh, I mean, he could what, he could be on your bench. If, uh, if you want to roll that way, but that means 
I, I, I mean, listen, it's not not awful if that's the way you want to play. If you want to put him in the if you're going to start one of the two, yeah. But I mean, it's I hear what you're saying, and, and that's fine. Um, I'm just saying it's tough unless we have big time news over the weekend, like you know, one of these guys reports Antonio Brown full practice will play Monday night. You need to hear that to you know roll with Antonio Brown coming off this long of an absence. It's very simple. You have to prepare like he's not playing and then be pleasantly surprised if he does. I do not think you can depend on him playing until you get confirmation that he's playing, period. Chris, we got a note from our fact checker, uh, me. Kenny Galladay is only rostered in 55% of CBS leagues right now. Coming off the bye. CBS leagues? Yeah. Mm. I'm sure it's lower in the other ones. Like CBS is just, I don't know, know, people pay. Listen, I'm not uh, going to make it like Kenny Galladay is Jerry Rice. Uh, he's having a crap season and everything. But I actually have hope for Kenny Galladay now. If he's put these, you know, his nagging in- injuries, his hamstring injuries and everything that he was dealing with early in the season, he went into the bye week. Uh, oddly enough, I, I have I had zero shares. I was completely out on Kenny Galladay. But going into last the, the bye week, somebody dropped him in one of my big NFFC leagues. And I bid pretty heavily on him. Got him and look up this week and with some bye week situations, I'm starting him. So I'm hoping that this is the, uh, you know, Kenny Galladay finishes the uh, season strong here. And I don't see any reason why. I doubt that we'll see Sterling Shepard again. I think people are um, assuming he's going to be back. But Sterling Shepard, when he went down in week nine, I said I threw in the towel on Shepard. He's too brittle. And I think that's a, a multi-multi-week injury and not just, a, oh, he's out this week and, you know, you won't see him until after the bye week. But I think Galladay starts playing a, a decent role in this Giants offense. I got a bit I of mean, breaking he... news. Oh, sorry. Uh, Ooh, as, as I was looking up the, <laughs> the percentages, Kenny uh, ESPN, he's <laughs> no. 60.1%. No. Source telling, uh, I guess... This is an ESPN headline. The Jets are going to start Joe Flacco. Oh, huge news. Joe Flacco. Go out and get him. Start him. Just thought you'd like to know. No. All right. Brandon. Except for, way to go, Carter. Flacco loves to throw to his Drop it down. Keep, keep it going. By the way, Michael Carter, real quick, Jets really backfield. That. Ridiculous. Why are we giving Tevin Coleman touches in, in this offense? It completely messes up the Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, starting these guys. Uh, Tevin Coleman should be released and just, you know, let go into the wild. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Woo! Vaccaro, talk for 10 minutes, man. My God. I'm winded. Oh, my God. (laughs) Nice job there, Nando, Uh, with your 17-minute read. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, Dante Foreman, let's go there. 78 total yards. Chris uh, sheepishly admitted before the show that he actually went and picked up Dante Foreman in some leagues. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he's the most added player on CBS. It look all right. Let, let's take this from two angles. Let me go to Brandon first. Brandon, um, is Adrian Peterson pointless now, or is this maybe one of those things where they're going to go back to Adrian Peterson and Foreman will get like five carries and it'll get frustrating all over again? How do you have to approach this situation? So, in good news, the Tennessee Titans are incredibly resourceful and are definitely adjusting so that they're winning games, which is their whole job, okay? In bad news, that means they could continue adjusting. I'm a little bit hesitant about all of this. Uh, I think it was our own uh, Michael Salfino who tweeted that they're averaging 100 less yards per game without Derrick Henry there. Mm. Uh, That is significant. So, other people are stepping up. They're doing different things. Okay. Um, so what we need to do is uh, decide that it's Foreman right now. Understand that it could be whatever. I it this is where you're going to have to look at your bench and the potential, and you have to decide if it's. I have Peterson in some leagues. I've, you know, it, it, it's all over the place, and in a lot of them, I'm trying to keep him just in case because the running back position has been so volatile. I do not think that we are in a position where you should drop Adrian Peterson. We're just not there yet. We don't know exactly what this offense is going to look like. And again, just the week before, Foreman only had five carries for 29 yards. That was it. No involvement in the passing game whatsoever. So I just think that, you know, he didn't even get into the double digits in a full point PPR league. I just don't, I'm not ready to crown him yet, but I do think he's definitely pick upable and we need to just monitor the situation in Tennessee. But they are really adjusting a lot. They're adjusting the way that they play the game. So keep an eye out. They're still trying to figure out life post Derrick Henry. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, will Derrick Henry come back? I think this team is playoff bound, right? So I, I'm assuming he's going to come back, but when? It's it's going to be very interesting in terms of the fantasy landscape. So you're just going to have to keep your ear to the ground with this team. Definitely pick everyone up and just be willing to adjust just like they are. If this team, Chris, if this team can, oh, can win as 11-point favorites at home versus the Texans, which they should, uh, sidebar, I, I won't be trusting this team to uh, in Survivor. I know a lot of people will go to the Titans here. I still think this team's going to start to slowly fall apart in the next four or five weeks without Henry. Uh, you, you know, Julio Jones is is out now of this offense. Not that he was doing much. How, I mean, how frustrating he's been, Oh, he's right? been a complete bust. And I can't believe people were going in and, and using a fourth-round fantasy draft pick on him. But that's another conversation i this team is just all aj brown now but i will say this the topic is deontay foreman so i'll stick on that 
I think Deontay Foreman is. Oh, no, please, man. No, I I, I think it was a really good call by you a couple weeks ago. Um, He's got fresher legs than an old ass Adrian Peterson. Uh, It was reported going into the game. Family show. Family show, Chris. Okay, thanks. It was it was reported going into the game on Sunday morning. I think Tom Pelissero said, listen, they're going to go to Deontay Foreman as the lead back in this offense. That's exactly what happened. And for for that news to be coming out early, I, I think they're turning this backfield over to Deontay Foreman. And I think Foreman could be viewed as a, a low-end RB2 going into this week versus the Texans. And if if you see him get, you know, those 15 carries, um, you know, something like that, he could turn that into a nice 80 to 100-yard day and a touchdown. Uh, I like him. I'm using him in a couple spots. I'm glad I picked him up on the cheap a couple weeks ago. Who are you, as a st- who are you starting him over? Are you uh, starting him over I'm, another I'm, running back or you put him in flex? I know exactly. The two leagues that I have him in, um, it's a Dalvin Cook as my RB1, and then I, I've been putting Melvin Gordon's my RB2 on this particular team. It's actually a first-place team somehow. Um but Gordon's on a buy, and my other options don't look good. And I'm start, I'm sliding him in as my RB2. He's coming in at the perfect time right now for that particular team. I think we can have something here, Nando. And I'm not just saying that. I think this was a good call by you. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you do, you're known for praising a lot of the things I that listen, I listen. No, so most of Yeah. I mean, most that of it. qualifier is very important. Yeah. Right? I mean, most of it's going to be wrong. But, um, you know, every now and then you, you get one right. No, I'm joking. But. Feels good. <laughs> now, Foreman, I, I like him. I think it's a good stash, and and that's who you should be trying to pick up this week if he's available on your wire. Well, I guess he's more than a stash. I mean, he's catching some passes too. Like he's basically yeah, listen. He's a powerful Derek, runner. Derek Henry, yeah, yeah, he's gonna be that. He's gonna be there uh, as long as they don't bring in Peterson and like you know inside the five. But Foreman should make should should play that role as well. The the big disappointment in this backfield, I think, that people went in on and spent heavily on was McNichols. Uh, the volume isn't there. It's just not happening. So I think that looks like a terrible pickup ad from a couple weeks ago. But uh, I think Foreman's the guy you want to focus in on here. McNichols, the most dropped player in CBS leagues, uh, along with Adrian Peterson, then mm-hmm. uh, Gage, T.Y. Hilton. Jordan, I don't, why are people dropping Jordan Howard? I don't know. That, I, I just see, assuming Miles Sanders is coming back and he's going to, I mean, it seems like he's entrenched as a Could be that, but no, well, Howard looks good and he's running well. And uh, I don't know why people are dropping him. That's an odd one. Brandon, you look at the most added on CBS. Uh, Jeff Wilson, Marcus Johnson, Justin Fields, Kendrick Bourne, Jamal Agnew. Um, are people eventually going to have to kind of accept that Jamal Agnew is a big part, a very boring but big part of this Jacksonville offense? <laughs> Feel free to say no. I mean, yes. No, I, I, I agree with you. He is. I mean, you know, you can't ignore the fact that he's had five or more, you know, targets or, or you know, since – what is this week five? Okay. And, and for this offense, which doesn't have a whole lot of meat to it, it's actually not bad. However, he did go catchless last week. It was the rushing that brought it around. So he, he's kind of become this, you know, little like, you know, key that fits in all doors. And I don't know. I, I think, yes, but he's like flex play maybe. And, just it's still hard to have positive feelings about this offense period so even if you accept that he's a large part of it what part do you want in it 
He keeps right. paying and off we, week, in, week in and week out, though. If you stick Agno in your lineup, he's, he's paying off. It's crazy, but it's happening. Yeah, four out of the last five times, uh, five weeks, he's had 12 or more fantasy points in full point PPR leagues. I agree, uh, and that's amazing. So I guess you plug him in. Um, the, the reason why people are hesitating is because they watch Jacksonville play football. It's incredibly difficult to get excited about a team that, what, last week they scored 17 points as an offense, right? Nine points the week before, even though they got their win over Buffalo, which I cannot believe that. The week before that, only seven points, right? The week before that, they got 23 points, and that was like the the apple of their eye, right? That's the most points that they have scored, other than in week one they scored 21 points as well, uh, in all of the entire season so just the the uh, the touchdowns is just it's gonna be um a low there's just not uh, enough talent chance. there's just not enough talent in this offense yeah. in the past game lavisca chenault has been a complete bust um especially once dj chalk went down everybody wanted to again you know it, um say chenault was going to be a monster and he just never happens marvin jones isn't doing anything every week uh it's you know, the only, the only person that's contributed in the past game as a decent option is my boy Dan Arnold, who's a low-end tight yeah. end one. Um, Dan yeah. Arnold. Take your victory Loving lap, it. Christopher. No, I, mean, I don't want to take my victory lap on a Dan Arnold, but, I mean, we did identify him, you know, a while ago to pick him up. And, and you know, we said that he could be a low-end tight end one. That's what he's been lately. So, you know, him and James Robinson are this offense. And, um it's crazy, but it, it, Agnew, like I said, just keeps producing week in and week out, giving double-digit fantasy points, and he's the apple of uh, Urban Meyer's eye. You think, like, I mean, he's, he, well, first of all, his nickname's Swagnew, but also he, uh, <laughs> do you think they looked at Cordell Patterson and how, how much success he had, you know, as this, this running back, wide receiver kind of mix, um, but also, like, I mean, Agnew was a punt and kick returner. And Cordell Patterson, you know, you know him. You know, he could be a possible Hall of Famer for his punt and kick returning. Um, do you think that people are starting to look at that now and be like, well, maybe we should maybe we should put him in here. You know, maybe we should actually give this guy a shot doing a couple things for us because he obviously has shown the skill elsewhere. I just wonder if they're just trying to copy Cordell Patterson's success now. Like, remember that year everyone was doing the Wildcat? Because, mm-hmm. like, there was, like, a success with the Wildcat? Yeah. So, like, I'm just saying, like, this is I a copycat him. league. He was so good, Ronnie Brown. They're copycatting Cordero Patterson here, I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we got to wrap this up. I, there are a bunch of loaded questions I have here. I don't know which one is going to uh, get us out of here on time, but hmm. let me ask. Do you want to just do a rapid fire? Yeah, do rapid well, fire, so Nando. Get do as many, get as, many as you in. I feel like we didn't hit enough topics yeah, we'll today. All right. Is Mike Williams garbage, Chris? No. Brandon? Not garbage, but definitely who we thought he was. Oh, oh that hurts. Go ahead. Would you start Dante Foreman over Mike Williams in a flex this week in a PPR, Chris? No. Brandon? No, but it's dang. Herbert needs to start focusing in on Mike Williams. uh, You know, pro football focus came out with a good stat. Mike Williams was open a ton. Herbert's just struggling. That offense needs to get back on on track. Williams has suffered for the last month, uh, month so. uh, But I still not giving up on Mike Williams. I think he finishes the year strong. Do you want Robbie Anderson or Allen Robinson on your team, Brandon? Hmm. Oh, I'm going to go Robbie Anderson, but I don't feel good. How about this? I want both on my team. From this day forward, I see the light at the end of the tunnel for both of these guys. Justin Fields took a major step. 
the prior week before the bye. I think they come out of the bye week here versus a banged-up Ravens defense, giving up a ton of yards and points. I think Robinson, we start to see a, a solid end to his season, and I think Cam Newton reignites Robbie Anderson again. Uh, uh, you know, got him in the end zone last week. I would use both of these guys as a flex-type wide receiver this week. Bold. Yeah. I like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know. That's good. Well, we do one more. Would you rather have T.Y. Hilton or Marcus Johnson? Brandon. <laughs> Brandon? I'm going to go uh, T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> That's a good take. That takes Sorry. a second. I, 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 Brandon, <laughs> that one took I me a minute. Brandon I was like, for a minute. She didn't want to answer that you one. You did mentally, yeah. I don't want T.Y. Y. Hilton, so give me Johnson by default. By the way, we didn't get to this, and I didn't put him in the rundown, but, man, Curtis Samuel. Every week I go look at my waiver wire, and I'm like, uh, I gotta, I should pick him up, yeah. but he's not going to play this week. And then I know it'll be the week where he does, you know, six for 102, and there's no chance I can get him anymore for a buck. Yeah, but that that offense is, I mean, there's nothing yeah, it's in that offense. Maybe it's just... Because they don't have Curtis Samuel. No, I don't know about that. I mean, they don't have Logan perhaps. Thomas either now. And, uh, you know, I wonder when he's coming back. People thought they were going to get him back after the bye week, and then... You know, that didn't happen, so. And you know what? We need to normalize changing your outlook based off of new information. Once Fitzpatrick wasn't there, everyone should change their outlook on everyone in Washington. There's just no, there's no getting around it. That's the way it is. Now it looks like he might not come back at all. That's, you know. Yeah, it looks like it's done. So just like, you know, we have new information. Act accordingly on all of your Washington players. It was nice to see. You know, uh, some Gibson action, but, you know, with that shin injury, I'm still dubious, but that was, you know, that was good to see, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just difficult. It's, it's tough sledding yeah. with Washington. It really is. DeAndre Collar, keep an eye on him. On that, oh, actually on that note, we got to go. Uh, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoy this. Uh, there's like a 7% chance Chris and I might get together at, at his bar this weekend. I will see if his attitude improves. Um, and shout out to Brandon's neighbors. Her internet crashed, and they let her uh, they let her go run in and, and do it from from their apartment. So, uh, Brand, if you if you want, I don't know, are they gonna listen? Do you want to give them a shout out? By Thank name? you, Cass family. We love you at the Athletic. You're wonderful <laughs> people. Uh, and shout out to Beller for for taking the uh, the reins last week and and always you know being behind the scenes. So we will see you next week. I believe we're gonna have an early show because it's Thanksgiving in America. Um, Chris has already shot down one of my guest ideas, so it might just be me and him. Who knows? But uh, thank you, everybody. Enjoy this week, and uh, may the scores be high again. Mm-hmm.